Get ready to experience the pulse of the outdoor community as we dive into the stories of people's journeys into the outdoor world. Welcome back to the Outdoor Pulse. Just here for a quick update before we jump into the interview, but coming up, I will be starting a new mini-series that will be doing quick five-minute videos of tips, tricks, what to bring, gear, stuff like that. And it'll just be quick five-minute videos on different subjects in the outdoor community and different outdoor activities. So here we go, and let's jump right into this interview today. We are recording. Cool. Hello, welcome to the Outdoor Pulse. I'm the host, Mitch Dean. Today we have Fabio on. He is into motorcycle racing and he's going to talk about his journey into that environment and how he got there. How's it going, Fabio? Pretty good. How about you, Mitch? Awesome. Going great. Going great. Excited to hear your story and how you got into this. It's something that I'm not exactly well versed in. So I'm super excited yeah. to kind of hear the ins and outs. So just kind of hop right into it and uh so what was your initial you know toe dipped into the water like your initial entrance into this and what was that kind of like and how old were you um so i mean i can remember like some of my earliest memories just always uh wanting to be on bikes wanting to be on two wheels um like I mean, I started riding bicycle when I was, you know, like four and uh, had the training wheels off by like five or six and uh, something like that. And uh, I can remember being like seven and seeing, oh, my roommate just got home, uh, being uh, seven. And I remember seeing the X Games, which was, you know, in like the early 2000s, it was like, that was when it kind of first started like around the year 2000 and um so it was really new um but that that just showcased like all different kinds of extreme sports action sports stuff like that um and one thing one of the big parts of it was freestyle motocross and I just remember seeing that and just seeing like a dirt bike and just thinking like oh my god like I want to do that like I, I that looks like the funnest thing in the world and, uh, like I'd, I'd always, you know, ridden bicycles growing up and, and loved them. But, you know, when I was really little and seeing a dirt bike on TV, I just thought like that looked like the funnest thing in the world. So, um, f after that point, I mean, I basically, um, you know, wanted a dirt bike so bad, obviously it's not being, uh, being a kid on the West side of Cincinnati, <laughs> it's not really a, um, a common thing at all. It's not logical um my parents weren't into that at all so it's, it's not it's not like something I could just go get and um but so sorry I'm kind of drawing a blank uh um, <laughs> so I uh fuck um so like take your time <laughs> yeah man my bad um I don't know why I just like started drawing a blank um I think it's because my my friggin' roommate just yeah. walked in, but, um, so yeah, like I can remember just being really little and begging my mom yeah. for a dirt bike and wanting one so bad. So she, so she got me into, into dirt BMX. Like I, I rode BMX 
uh, when I was little and did like dirt BMX, which is basically, you know, like you're riding a BMX bike on a dirt track and like hitting jumps, yeah. hitting turns, but it's just bicycles. And I did that from like first to third grade. And I always wanted a dirt bike, but it was just one of those things. I, I just, I couldn't get it. And yeah. I remember being a little kid asking my mom <laughs> for Christmas, like, or my birthday, like, can you get me a dirt bike? Or my dad, can you get me a dirt bike? Like I wanted one so bad it hurt, you know, when you're a little kid and you just, yeah, something like that can, can be your whole world, even though it's, 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 you know, it's a small thing. And they, they never got me the dirt bike. Uh, you know, I told him, I told him, if you give me a dirt bike, you can, you don't have to get me anything for five years. And I would have totally did that, you know? And, and, but it just, it didn't make sense, you know, being from Cincinnati and being, uh, where I lived. So eventually I decided like, you know what, I'm going to get a dirt bike on my own. And, uh, so when I was like 11, um, you know, you can't really get too many jobs at that age, but I got a paper out. So I delivered, uh, the community press, like in my, in my neighborhood. And I did that, uh, I made like a hundred dollars a month, give or take, uh, just depending on collections. And so I did that. And, and then I like around like birthday or Christmas, I would just like ask for money. I'd get like, you know, maybe a hundred or 200 collectively. And, um, and about a year and a half, by the time I was like 12, I saved up enough money to buy a dirt bike. And I bought my first dirt bike. I was 12. It was a 02 YZ85 and I bought it for 1300, which I mean, at the time, you know, that's, that's a lot of money, like yeah. to a little kid, but I, that's all I, that's all I wanted. And I got it. And, um, like, it was like my whole, <laughs> you know, they actually like, I mean, they weren't like, I mean, they liked it, but they weren't, they weren't like excited like me. They just thought like, you know, cool. Like, but even then the, the whole, the whole start of it for me w- wasn't even, you know, I, I have great parents, don't get me wrong. And I love them to death. They're, they're amazing, but they, they really, they didn't start me in it. It was all on me. And then yeah. my, one of my good friends growing up, uh, his dad shout out, um, uh, the Knox family. So there's John and then and the, he has two sons yeah. who's John and Daniel. And so I rode with those three and we rode at Horseshoe Lake, which is uh, this place in like just outside of Lawrenceburg, pretty much in Lawrenceburg, I guess. Gotcha. Um, and we just rode, we just rode there uh, when I was little. And I remember being like, uh, before I had my own bike, they, they each had these uh, like newer, like at the time new KX 65 and 85, these real nice motocross bikes that their dad got them. And, uh, I had this old 92 RT 100, this little, uh, you know, old trail bike had pink shocks on the outside. And, and, uh, I, that's, that's what they had like as a spare bike and I rode it and I loved it. Uh, and yeah, we would just ride there. We would kind of like ride like a mix of like trails and there was a track there, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything like I ride now. Um, but we loved it. We had, you know, we hit little jumps and, and, you know, just had fun in the dirt. But, uh, you know, we would go there maybe, you know, five, six times a year. And their dad usually had boats uh, too. So they would do that sometimes, but, you know, we would ride, but I wanted to ride like every single weekend. I mean, you know, that's, that's all I wanted to do. So, you know, I was kind of limited to like how, you know, when they went riding was when I went riding and, um, 
so yeah, once I got my own bike, it was kind of no different. I just had my bike now instead like yeah. that I could ride and it was a nicer bike and um it was something like they had. So I had that and then rode some with that. I sold that to get a bigger one cuz I basically outgrew it cuz at that age, you know, you're kind of yeah, you can't really just have one bike year. forever. Yeah. yeah. I am into skiing. It's very similar. You can't you know, every year's like you outgrow the skis because your height and everything. So yeah, yeah very, very and then you similar. get to a certain point and you get yeah. to a certain point and you're like, okay, I can have these for the rest of my life. Like, um, or at least this size. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so basically after that, I got a, I got a KTM 125, which is like, what's called a, what's it, which is known as like a full size dirt bike. Um, so it's like, it's, it's basically like the biggest size you can get at least like by as far as like seat height and just wheel yeah. size and stuff like that suspension. Um, so I got that. That was my first big bike as we, as we call them. And I had that for a little bit. I, you know, I, I rode it. Um, you know, we rode there. I, I rode like, um, I never really rode any like real premier, like motocross tracks. Um, I was always kind of horseshoe lake, just, you know, messing around there. And, um, we went to like early ones, which is like an indoor track that actually just yeah. recently closed, I, I believe. But, um, we, we rode there in the wintertime once or twice, but, um, yeah, that's very similar. Sorry, I say um a lot, but um. it's fine. It's no problem. But, um, I, it's very similar to how yeah. I, I, my parents didn't really get, my dad got me into skiing and I've done skiing since I was like five, but it was always at like perfect North. So I didn't really get into that till I was in like college, but, uh, climbing, which I got into in college. You mean like bigger, bigger stuff? Yeah. Bigger stuff in the mountains. So uh i got out my, for my yeah. first time in college my freshman summer my dad took me and my sisters out and i just fell in love and same with you it's like once you get that itch it's it doesn't go away but um with climbing my my family never got me into it and it was one of those things you just start finding a way to earn the money get the gear and just find a way to make it happen that seems to be a very very common trend in outdoor sports is you don't know how you're going to do it, but you figure out a way to get your materials and get out there and actually do the thing that you love. So, and, oh, the, fact sure, that, and the fact that you did that when you were 11 or 12, is just even more, more so awesome. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I actually, I, I had a really different upbringing in like the whole sport, yeah. uh, like not just motocross, but kind of just dirt biking in general, as a general sense, uh, you know, most people, I mean, and I mean like a very, very high percentage of people who, who ride dirt bikes at all, and especially who ride and race motocross, they all got into it from a dad, an uncle, a grandpa, you know, someone in their family got them on a bike young. They got, they, you know, whether it was putting them on a 50 at, at you know, three, four, and they can just walk They're they're on a dirt bike, um, you know, or just, just starting later on, like, yeah you you have to have that kind of support. And like I said before, like I have amazing parents, but it, it just wasn't in the cards really. And I get that now. And, and it kind of like makes me appreciate it so much more. I've, I've like gained so much more of an appreciation for it over the years. And I used to, you know, when I was a little older, I'd be like, I wish you would have got me a dirt. Like, why didn't you just give me a dirt bike? And used to kind of, you know, hold it against them a little bit, but it's like, I just kind of realized like, you know what, but like, if they would have got me one, I might, I might've, you know, a lot of people get burnt out on it, you know? Yeah. And, and I truly don't think that would have ever been me. I think if I got on a kit, you know, on a bike at three, I, I think I'd still love it just as much as, as now. I just, but you know, I, I love, I love my story and I, I like the way I got into it. 
You have um, more of different. an you have more of an appreciation MS than someone that's kind of always had it as a part of their life. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, and you know, I, when I've, I've gone to like bigger races or just any race, you see like a lot of, you know, families and, and don't get me wrong. The, the motocross community is, is an amazing one. And it's literally like one big family, but you definitely see like, you know, I've just seen some kids, um, not even necessarily that I know, just kind of, you know, see from afar and you can just tell that like I've pitted next to guys and you can just tell that like the kid is not having that much fun. Just, you know, between their, their races, they're just kind of just, I, I don't know, just the energy they give off, you know, so whereas I'm like, so been, always been a part of their life. Kind of just always. Yeah. So it's not as exciting. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's very different. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that grow up in it and then they continue to do it into their twenties and thirties and forties, fifties. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, there's people that, that just never stop, but there's a whole hell of a lot of people that I know, or just know of that have done it. And then once they're like 18, 19, 20, and they kind of get on their own, they're just like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. It's, it's just kind of something I did as a kid. And, um, and part of that I sort of get because it's, it is a really hard sport. I mean, it's, uh, it's extremely physically demanding. It's, uh, financially it's, it's not easy. I mean, you know, you, you gotta have, um, some form of, of decent income. I mean, uh, uh, but it's, it's just something that, you know, the people that love it, they, they absolutely love it. And, uh, there's like no in between, you know, everybody in that community, just, they live for it. And, uh, yeah, I'm just one of, those people yeah. uh but yeah my, my upbringing was much different uh in the way that that i i, I kind of got into it really late honestly but uh one of the things that i'm i've kind of had a lot of people on from the midwest and the midwest getting into any of these outdoor adventure sports is always totally different than someone that like grew up with it in their backyard so you know climbing, oh, totally. climbing and skiing's like a diamond like people like yeah i've been doing it since i was like four out here kind of like that oh i believe it it's one of those the midwest stories are so much more kind of interesting because we you kind of have to find it yourself and um there's it's not just sitting there in front of you to kind of take it's you have to search it out you have to find it there there's a whole path to getting to where you want to get to versus kind of kind of having that path directly laid out for you you kind of have to make your own path and it makes it kind of cool <laughs> right yeah for sure um yeah i mean cincinnati like uh, you know it'll always be home and yeah i love it in some ways and it's great in some ways great not great in others but like with motocross it's it's a small uh it's a small dot on the map i mean there there's definitely a lot of people like around ohio and i know people all over ohio and, and kentucky and indiana that that do it and love it but i mean the Midwest isn't like huge for motocross, but Cincinnati, like for as big of a city as it is, is, is so small. I mean, like, yeah. you know, when I go, when I go racing, like I'm one of the only people in from Cincinnati racing, you know? Um, and most people that, that I race with are just from smaller cities, uh, yeah. all over, uh, or bigger cities, but not, not Cincinnati. Uh, there might be, you know, one other guy, uh, on the, you know, w- within my class, like they're, yeah in a whole in a whole race there's there's more but but still not many and uh the west side even more so like is smaller you know i mean it's yeah. <laughs> it's a it's an area like 
you know, that's all about football and just about ball sports and people have it there. They don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I played sports growing up. Um, you know, I played all the sports at one point or another, uh, in high school, I wrestled, um, you know, but there was just nothing that ever brought me the excitement and happiness, like riding dirt bikes. What are some of the closest, uh, like more major areas that you drive to, uh, to go race at normally? Um, so like my home track is, uh, it's called East Fork MX. It's, uh, it's in Nubian, Ohio, which is kind of out. I mean, it's a smaller city, but it's, it's like a little town, actually just a little town, but, um, it's out towards like Wilmington, if you know around that area, like, um, yeah, it's off 71. It's only about where I live now. It's only about an hour and 15 hour and 20, which is like awesome, uh, to have like that good of a track. And that place is awesome. Like, uh, Scott, uh, shout out Scott Plesner, who's, who, uh, runs it and, um, and, and owns it. And he puts on some great events and, and, uh, yeah, good practices. The track's always prime. But uh, other than that, I mean, there's not too many like premier tracks like that are, you know, like good dirt, good layout, you know, good, just, just like, like, like the stuff you see on TV, like, like the pros are racing on like that, that type of stuff. Um, there's nothing, you know, within an hour and a half really, other than that, uh, everything else is pretty far and I, and I've driven like, you know, I mean, not super far to race particularly, but to ride. Um, I mean, I've ridden like obviously all over the tri-state, uh, raced up in Michigan at a, at a, uh, pretty famous track. Um, I mean, I've done trips down to Florida and, and Georgia and Alabama, like to ride down there. It's, there's just a lot more tracks and the sport's bigger. Um, yeah. I mean, I drove to, I drove to California, uh, <laughs> like two, a little over two years ago, drove to California with a bunch of bikes and just, uh, did like, uh, some touristy stuff too, like, uh, with my girlfriend at the time, but, um, you know, we did a lot of riding and I went to some tracks that I would never would have dreamt of going and like Southern California particularly is, I mean, that's like the Mecca of uh, motocross. If you were to, I mean, Colorado is probably one of the, if not the biggest like states or areas for skiing, I would, I would guess, um, just for, for skiing. I mean, well, like Southern California, I mean, it's nowhere bigger. It's bigger there than anywhere else in the world. Motocross. Yeah. Skiing. I mean, not just Colorado. I mean, you got Wyoming, you got uh, BC up in Canada, but yeah, when it comes to skiing, you got pretty much Colorado, Wyoming and Utah are three yeah. of the biggest uh, when it comes to this in California too. California has some really good spots too. Uh, obviously the mountain you can, uh, ski to start the day and then end the day, uh, in the ocean, uh, uh, surfboarding. Yeah. So, yeah, but it, yeah, it's man, crazy you guys, <laughs> yeah, you guys got to spoil it out there. I've been to, uh, Lake Tahoe once, uh, like maybe, I don't know, less than five years ago, but, uh, and then like a year, like two years ago, uh, something like that. I went to Vail yeah. and just both those places. I mean, like, it's no wonder so many people ski out there. Like if I had that, you know, right there, I, in your backyard. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it's just, just the, just even just driving down a highway and looking out at the stuff that you got next, you know, next to the highway, the, the, you know, the landscape, it's amazing. Yeah. Something that, you know, the Midwest has, nope. doesn't even have a shred of like, definitely. Why um, I, moved out, I moved out here to, it's too flat. <laughs> yeah. Flat yeah. Yeah. Me, but 
Yeah, yeah I um, and and uh, yeah, go so on. Do you do, do you do off roading too at all? Like just with the dirt bikes, like going trail riding and things like that. Yeah, um, or just racing. Yeah, so like I mean, when I was younger, um, I had you know I did I did a lot of trail riding. Um, yeah, like we kind of I kind of like stopped that that you know the story of like where i was kind of getting into high school and like i had those bikes yeah, yeah. but but like before then I, I i did like a lot of trail riding the only really track i rode was that little track at horseshoe um you know which kind of did develop some like some basic skills um but uh i mean i do trail riding like here and there and i honestly love it it's, it's a whole different ride it's it's like a lot more of a kind of an adventure kind of going and exploring um, I just did a woods race, like a, a, a next sea race, uh, last weekend, um, which like, that was only my second one ever. I did my first one back in June. So that was kind of just something I was dipping my toes into. I always knew about it. And like, I had road trails, but I never raced trails. It's, you know, it's a lot different you, and you're, you're racing for, you know, an hour and 45 minutes. It's, uh, it, but, um, yeah, how I mean, other a, than how long's a normal race and if the trail race was hour 45, what's the normal race then um i mean well more motocross race i mean it's not by time but if you were to put a time on it it's like you know they're in amateurs like what i do it's it's like 10 minutes honestly um 10 minutes i mean it yeah like give or take i mean i know i've read i know i've read something before you're talking about how strenuous it is i know it's one of the most uh it keeps your your heart rates pretty much at like max the whole time yeah Uh, and it's it's one of the most like cardio dependent like sports out there that people wouldn't even expect because they're like oh you're on a bike with that's like you don't have to do any work yourself but it's yeah that just if you want to oh yeah that a little bit and kind of go down that path a little bit then yeah yeah definitely that's actually like a huge um you could call like a misconception i mean people you know, who have never done it and who are just looking at it from afar, they, it does look like, you know, whether you're, you're talking about a complete beginner or even the pros, it does look like that you're just kind of on the bike and, and it's, it's, you're riding it, you're just twisting the throttle. But, you know, if people, if only everyone knew what is really going on on those bikes, it's, an, it's, it's insane. I mean, um, it's almost like you're in a whole nother world, but to put it like from a physical standpoint, it's it's just not quite like anything I've ever I've de- ever done in my life and and I was a wrestler and that was pretty you know pretty gnarly I mean those yeah. I remember you know those that's, that's three yeah that's three two minute uh periods and you know they feel like an eternity like and yeah. it's like six minutes total but it's like oh my god at the, if I'm if I was at the end of a match I mean I was like dying and it's no different with motocross but I, I mean you could almost amplify it it's because you're just you got a 200 between like 200 and you know 240 depending on the bike um motorcycle that's you know got a ton of power and you know you're sitting on top of it but like it wants to literally just throw you off the back of it and uh you know going around a track going around like all the all the turns obstacles jumps i mean it's just you're uh you're pulling like so many g's constantly you know the bike's constantly moving around you're constantly like reacting counteracting and putting in inputs i mean it's um it, it it's insane like honestly I, I sit back sometimes and think about like you know what i can do and it's it's pretty cool to like have built that skill and to be able to do it because it's not easy it's really not at all and um and it's not only like physical it's it's very mental uh 
you know, I don't think that, you know, God intended us to get on those things and jump them a hundred feet. You know, it's just, it doesn't feel normal at first, but when you do it for a while and, you know, you just get comfortable, it, it's really something special, but yeah, to do it, you know, at first, like even now, you know, if I go to a new track, let's say like when I went to California and, you know, you go to those national tracks and they're, 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 everything's big and they're, um, you know, I can hit everything. I have the the skill to ride those tracks at their potential, but you know, you, you're hitting a jump for the first time. You don't know, you don't know how fast to hit it, you know, how it's going to throw you, whatever. So there's always that first time no matter what, but like you just kind of build up that kind of almost that confidence in your riding and you just know, like I can hit this and then you hit it once and um, you know, you're, you kind of gauge it from there. If you, you always want to over jump rather than yeah. under jump, obviously. Same, um, same with skiing. I got into ski jumping. It's the same thing. You, the, the first time you do it and it's terrifying, but the more you do it, the more it becomes like a, just an extension of you. And yeah, still a little bit terrifying because all it takes is that one wreck and then puts you back to remembering like, Oh yeah, I'm, I can wreck doing this. And <laughs> Oh, for sure. Yeah, actually, I, I'm a pretty decent skier, too. I, I love skiing, honestly. Like, I hate the cold, but, uh, like, if I was out if I was out by you, I'd definitely be skiing. But that's, like, for as, as much as I've jumped a dirt bike and as far and as high, dude, jumping on skis just feels, like, totally, like, weird. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Two wheels, I'm, I'm, you know, pretty decent at. But, yeah, You've like – You've been doing it a while. You're used to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I can – I picked up skiing pretty quick and I can go down like a lot of hills. Like I'll go down black diamonds and out in Vail and in Lake Tahoe. Like I had fun out there and actually like, yeah. you know, could ride a lot of it, but yeah, for whatever reason, like, you know, at perfect North, even just the, the small tra- train park that they had, like, um, they actually you know, do just, a great just, job with that. You know, uh, Nick Jepper, who is, who's won a bunch of the X games. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. A bunch of the Olympic stuff. He started out skiing there. His family's all from, uh, right yeah, outside yeah. perfect North. So, um, because I mean, there, there's a pretty big community of, uh, you know, freestyle skiers there that make, I mean, their train park people actually do a great job with that area that they have. It's not huge, but they do a good job with it. So. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun for like guys like me that can go out there, you know, that, that, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I can do little grinds and stuff, but yeah, like those big air jumps, man, on skis, it's like, whoa, but, uh, but then a lot of people would feel the same way. I mean, you know, getting on a dirt bike and jumping those things, it's, it's, uh, it's insane. But yeah, once you can do it and you get really comfortable at it, man, it's just a, it's an amazing feeling like, uh, and, uh, along with just riding in general, but obviously jumping like in motocross is, is pretty, it's just gnarly just to, to put it, to put it simple. No, you're good. Yeah, no, back to, we were talking about, uh just uh the whole you know kind of uh getting used to kind of like the fear thing and I feel like in each adventure sport like there's stuff that people do that you just look at it and you're like oh oh my god like that's that's insane and then someone that's been doing it even like even if you've not been doing it for long you're like yeah that's like that's nothing you just watch like something that like everyone can do but it just looks so some of the adventure sports again why they're called adventure sports i mean that's what x games was out the show like you said you saw that when you were a kid and you're like i want to do that (laughs) so yeah yeah for sure and x games has been great for all those sports i mean from oh i know we have winter and summer yeah yeah winter and summer x games and then i guess uh we'll jump back now a little bit back to 
how you first started getting into kind of like the racing side. Um, so yeah. you, you kind of hit the high school point and you kind of stopped there. So if you want to continue on like with your riding in high school and a little bit beyond and how you start getting into the race side of things and what that kind of looked like for you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I'd gotten that 125, which was like my first like big bike, you know, I was off yeah. of a mini bike and I never raced the you know the 85 or the 125 I just kind of had them and I rode had fun with it um you know I still have fun with it but um one and then I got a 250 when I was like 15 maybe and because I I had a 125 and I rode uh somebody's 250 and I was like I got I just got to get one of these and so I sold mine and got got one but by that point it was I was like coming up on getting my license and I had gotten my license, which was like huge, you know, for, because then I could actually go ride on my own. That was the whole, the whole idea. <laughs> but by the time I had like, you know, by the time I was like 15, 16, uh, that first summer when I got my license, I didn't, you know, I kind of was just wrapped up in the whole high school thing. And yeah. I really, I didn't, I wasn't doing much riding. Nobody really, you know, like, uh, the, you know, the, the Knox brothers, they didn't really, they didn't really ride much there. I don't even know if they had bikes at the time. Like, and then, you know, I really didn't know that many people that rode and then like all my friends and even a lot of my close friends to this day don't ride. So it was just kind of, um, it was just something I, I didn't do. And when I got a lot, when I got my license, I thought I was going to be going to all these places, but I ended up just kind of falling into the whole like high school scene and all that. And I had a, I got my first car when I was 16, like right when I turned 16, my parents bought me a, an old car for like three grand and I totaled it in like three months and uh, I didn't get any money from it. Like thinking back on it now, actually, I didn't like, yeah, I didn't even know like what insurance money was, but I mean, I didn't get anything from it. I ended up parting it out and I actually got a decent amount back from it. Like just, just selling parts off of it. I just like had it in my backyard and sold parts of it. But, um, I kind of wanted to get like a nicer car and I had this dirt bike that, you know, was in the garage and I was just like, man, I don't really ride much anymore. So I actually like got, I sold my 250 to basically get like a, like a nicer car, funner car. And so I, I, uh, yeah, I did that, sold the bike. Um, and man, like I didn't really ride in high school. Like I kind of just, that was, uh, yeah. I guess that would have been, sophomore year yeah sophomore year pretty much and like pretty much and I, and I didn't even ride it I rode a little bit my freshman year but not much and you know you're just kind of figuring yourself out and stuff but it's easy to just I don't know if your friends aren't doing it it's kind of like yeah. you know you want to do what your friends are doing I guess and, and I just kind of fell into that whole thing but so you, I guess I didn't ride at all in high school. I wrestled and, and I did that and I did all the, you know, partying and all that. But so then you like, if you flash forward to like 19, um, I was going to get a, a sport bike, like a street bike. Um, what's what, what many would consider like a crotch rocket. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was going to get one of those and that summer I was like 18, actually, yeah, I was 18 going on 19. So this would have been 2012. And I, you know, it was just out of high school. Um, I was going to get a sport bike and uh, a friend of mine who's a few years older than me, 
uh, he got one. And, and I'll never forget it. But uh, and his name's Tommy Grady. You probably don't know him. But um, he got one and, and in like three weeks. And he was a really safe rider. And he, wore his, he was wearing his helmet always and stuff. And then like three weeks later, he passed away on Glenway. And, uh, like, I was really close with him. He's kind of always, like, an older brother to me. Uh, and that, like, really hit me hard. And it was kind of like, you know, he was, he was like, half as dumb and, and, and half as, uh, you know, crazy on, on two wheels as I was. And, and, I, and I knew that, like, you know, it was just, it was just a hard time. And uh, I was kind of like one of those things, once that happened, I didn't really want any thing to do with a street bike and uh you know and it, it, it wasn't even his fault really so uh somebody pulled out in front a 90 year old lady put out in front of him and um yeah it it just um it it made me absolutely just flip the script like I didn't want to I went from wanting a street bike to not having one at all and but I kind of still like just you know had an itch for for riding and, and that's kind of one thing that a lot of people do like a lot of people that grow up riding dirt bikes they kind of get into street bikes eventually and because it's just more practical, you know, having like yeah. a Harley or, or a sport bike, it, it, it's uh, it's a lot more practical than having a dirt bike uh, there. Yeah. You know, you can take get anywhere, you know, um, whereas a dirt bike. Yeah. Dirt bike's just a toy more or less. Like, um, so I, uh, I kind of was just like, you know what, like, I don't want to get a sport bike, but I was like, I want to get some kind of a bike again. And I was like, man, I, I'll never forget the feeling I got from riding a dirt bike when I was, you know, younger. And this was when I was 19 now that summer. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to get a dirt bike. So I got a, a used dirt bike, which it was almost the same exact. It was basically the same bike. It was a year newer, but the same bike as the one that I had sold back when I was 16. Um, it was a CR, a Honda CRF 250R. It was an 07. Uh, the one I sold was an 06. And I got that bike. It was really clean. Got it off an older guy. And I got that bike when I was 19. And I mean, man, it just, it just took off from there. I mean, I just, uh, I absolutely fell back in love with it. Like I did when I was a kid. And it was yeah. just, uh, you know, when I was a kid, that's all I could think about. That's all I wanted to do. And then, you know, I got out, of, I got out of it in high school. It's like crazy as I, that sounds to me now to like not ride when I was in high school. I just wasn't, uh, wasn't in the program. And, uh, it's a so experience so i mean it's all part of the yeah everything so yeah yeah absolutely it's all part of the back journey. on getting back on it you might not have been as like excited to like get back into it if you'd just been doing it all through high school possibly exactly so, for sure for sure absolutely like you said the yeah like that some people get is um a lot of kids you said when they hit like 18 they, they yep. drop it then oh so. yeah 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 tons of kids yeah and um yeah, like, and when you're younger, you know, like, like a lot of those kids are relying on, them. and you know, the second they're like, okay, you know, you got to pay for this, they're like, oh, damn, this is expensive, yeah. you know. And I was always paying for it. I was paying for it 100% by myself from the from the 12 on. So yeah. you know, when I was 15, 16, it's like, ah, oh, man, this is expensive to be. And you know, you don't have. I I always had jobs in high school, but yeah, you know, you're you're not making much money, and uh, <laughs> it cost a lot to go do that. And I wanted to just have fun, so uh, you know. But when I was 19. I was like, okay, I, you know, got a little money in my pocket. I can do this stuff. So I, you know, I bought a used that bike. It was like 2000 and, um, just, just like I said, man, just absolutely, you know, just fell in love with it all over again. And so like from when I was 19, I mean, I was just kind of like, you know, getting back into it. I felt, you know, 
I didn't feel like a total noob, but I definitely was, you know, pretty squiddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was just um, a little green. It was just kind of some. Yeah, yeah. Like I had had the basics down. I mean, I knew how to shift a bike and give it gas and brake and all that stuff. But it wasn't like where I'm like, you know, out there hucking big jumps and whatnot. Um, so, you know, I just kind of just worked at it, you know, and I just rode uh, when I could as much as I could. Um, the next year. So like that was 2012. The next year in 2013, I bought, I sold that bike that I had and bought a brand new, uh, 2013 Honda CRF. Like, so I had like an 07, yeah. uh, which was like a whole different generation bike, different, you know, technology and whatnot. Uh, I sold that and I got the 13, which at the time was my first new bike I had ever bought. And, uh, it was like, Oh my God, man. I mean, looking back on it now, like it, it, it was probably one of the best times of my life just having that brand new bike and you know being 21 or I was 20 and uh it it was just that's that was like my whole world that bike and just riding and uh I you know I, I made it how I wanted it you know did all the different uh you know mods and, and custom stuff on it and yeah um you know just rode as much as I could um, it was always kind of like, for me, honestly, like, you know, I'll always be a motocross rider first, but, uh, and I love competing, but it, for me, it was always like something just more, I like loved doing rather than loved racing, like, and loved competing. Um, don't get me wrong. I love competing, but you know, if you don't like going back to, you know, so many kids get into it young, if you don't have that like base for racing, when you're young, it's really hard to jump into. It just is. It's very, it's a very competitive sport. And, um, you know, when you got kids that have been riding, racing, jumping, you know, on 50, 65s, 85s, and then all the way up, they've just got all this seat time and all this race experience, you know, it, it's, it's hard to compete with that. And, um, so for me, it was always just kind of like I rode, but I dabbled with some races, like maybe, I don't know, like when I was like, when I had got that bike, it was when I kind of wanted to start racing some more. And I'd rode when I was like 20, 21, um, nothing like too big. Um, you know, I did some indoor stuff, um, did some local racing, uh, but it was kind of just, it just kind of took off like the love, the love for riding and it, and it, and it really just spiraled and, and snowballed from there. I, uh, I feel like it's something that I lo I love more like as time goes on, whereas, you know, so many things people just, you would think like, yeah. Oh, wouldn't you get, once you get tired of it, like, it's kind of like, I just keep on loving it more. And that, and that's just really riding in general. I mean, motocross, I, I do love, but, uh, riding motorcycles in general. Um, and so like, I, I, I mean, I raced for, from pretty much like, I don't know, like maybe 21 to like to a few years ago, but I always was like never a full-time racer. I was yeah. always kind of like, you know, raced when I could, like I always rode and there was a lot of, there was a, you know, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but there was, you know, a, a few years there between like 20 and, you know, 24, I'd say where I rode like every single weekend pretty much. And even during the week, a lot when when there was a open practice on Wednesdays, um, I mean, I just that's all I wanted to do. I rode, I rode, I rode. Just I wanted to just you know work on my skill, and just and just I just loved it and have fun with it. There was nothing I wanted to do more. Um, but you know, racing was always kind of secondary. Like I loved racing, but 
racing was for one, it's, it's expensive. And, and, you know, I was, I'm in my, I'm still in my twenties, but I was in my early twenties then. And, you know, you're just, you know, you got an, I always had money to, to, uh, you know, have some fun and pay some bills. But, you know, when you jump into that world, man, it's, uh, I mean, I'm sure climbing can be expensive and I know skiing can be. Climbing's but, not um, as bad. A full a full rack for uh, trad climbing, double rack. You're you're only looking at like, I mean, two to three thousand uh, dollars. You can get used gear, things like that. I and mean, it's really not too. I mean, and a lot of that gear, it doesn't matter if it's used or not. Most of it, I mean, that doesn't really change your uh, your performance. Your performance is your body and your training. Yeah. So it, it's a little bit different. Uh, I'd say skiing is the more expensive one. Uh, skis are expensive. Boots are expensive. You know, backcountry gear those, is expensive. Uh, it, the, those memberships <laughs> at those places out there. Oh yeah, it's all it all adds up for skiing. So yeah, skiing's a little bit more on in line with that. And I'd say less. Uh, you don't have like a full vehicle to like take care of. You know, tune-up costs like thirty-five, forty bucks for your skis, which is like nothing. So yeah. Yeah, see that I wish it was like that <laughs> for me. I mean, anybody can relate, not just in motocross, but really just any motorsport. I mean, like, yeah. uh, you know, because motor, motocross is it's an extreme sport, action sport, right. but it's also a motorsport. Like, just like, uh, you know, auto racing or, or boat racing or anything like that. It's motorcycle racing. So, I mean, you know, these bikes that that I have, I mean, which I have a few now. <laughs> Um, you know, they're new, you know, any, any bike, so any bike new, depending on like, let's just say all the full size bikes, depending on brand and size. I mean, they're anywhere nowadays from like seven to 10, pretty much, um, thousand and, you know, (laughs) and then that new bike that you buy, you know, you pull it off the lot and it just two grand right off, like just depreciates, you know, just like that. And, uh, yeah, it's just like a new car, more or less. It's like that, but I know mountain you know, biking. Mountain biking is very similar. To that my, a good mountain bike, you're looking yeah. at like a good five thousand. People don't realize how much mountain biking. Oh, is. I know. It's like I know. You, you don't realize how much it's like. Oh, it's just a bike. It's like you realize all the technology that's in that, all the lightweight pieces, and it's all like super lightweight and like meant to take like huge, like the shock absorbers in it. Like I had a friend who's really into it talk to me about it, and like where all the money it's like how's it that expensive and he goes into i mean the research yep. and development for that it's and that's it's right next to motors i mean it's right below it i would say because it's not quite but it's i mean you have a couple mountain bikes for different situations and you're already at over ten thousand dollars in bikes if they're both high end and then add right. a street bike if you're looking to just bike around and <laughs> yeah yeah no and i have a road bike i mean it's it I bought it off of a, actually a, like an, an X pro motocross racer, but I bought it for like 400 bucks, but it's like, it's like 15, 1600 new, but I, I know uh, what they can get. I mean, I have some friends that are in, into mountain biking and, and oh, have yeah. some pretty expensive bikes. I know how, <laughs> what they can get. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of the same, same deal. I mean, it all comes down to, you know, research and development. I don't think they quite sell those bikes in the volume that they do of like uh, dirt bikes or motorcycles, yeah. but motocross um, is still bigger than uh, mountain biking. I think. Oh, for sure. But mountain biking's really been growing. I, I mean, too. I would, it's all, it's all pretty. Yeah. Big. I mean, the yeah, outdoor yeah. industry is the second biggest industry in the U S behind 
what is it? Um, forget what the big. I think pharmaceuticals is like the biggest, and then like the second <laughs> biggest industries, outdoor industry. And wow. That's, yeah, it's like a two billion plus dollar industry per year. It's insane. Wow. Yeah, bigger than Michigan. yeah. I wouldn't guess yeah. that. <laughs> so yeah, I know. Yeah, and um, yeah, the mountain bikes. I mean, no, I can look at one of those and kind of have an idea of like, okay, these components. I I know what those cost to make and develop and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, that's one thing with like dirt bikes nowadays. They're they're getting to be the point where, you know, just like cars or just like phones or just like anything, they're beginning to be so good, so technologically advanced. I mean, it's not so much in the same way because obviously you still have to like be able to ride it yeah, and yeah. know how to ride it's it but in the fact that they're making these materials so strong and able to do things and take more uh and take more wear and tear and kind of yeah, absorb yeah. bigger impacts and it allows you to go bigger and badder with everything that right. you're doing pretty much and right i feel like uh like like you were saying i feel like probably besides the engine there's probably a lot of very similar components in dirt bike or as in like mountain bikes as there are in probably dirt bikes because you got the suspension oh, sure. system you got all that kind of stuff and yep probably a lot of similarities and but yeah no it's 100 oh, it, the whole outdoor community it's if you're getting into an outdoor sport always leads to another outdoor sport always leads to another thing and you just end up buying a ton of gear and next thing you know yeah it's, it all adds up yeah all the sports yeah just <laughs> in yeah just in gear i mean like yeah you talk about the bike and i mean you know the bikes are so good now stock you can pretty much buy one brand new and, and it you know not really do too much to it you know there's some fine tuning you, that guys like to do to their own bikes and, yeah. and just to kind of make it set up for them a little bit but you really they're pretty much ready to go right out of the box but like on the other you know on the other th side of it is like the gear that you wear is you know i mean like premium gear like good gear that you know fast guys and, and guys who are you know when, when you're in that gear a lot if you're riding once or twice a year you know get whatever gear you want but when you're in that like all the time you know and, and you're uh you're going fast you want quality equipment and uh you know you, i mean just from head to toe i mean you you, you'll have anywhere from 1500 to two grand and in, in gear on, on a, on a dirt bike, you know? Um, and it's, uh, but you need it, you know I mean? You have to yeah. have it. And, uh, that, that stuff's important. I mean, but yeah, man, like luckily I don't mind. I mean, I like, I'm into like helmets and boots and gear and, you know, all that stuff, but I don't know. I wish it was a little cheaper, <laughs> but yeah, it's it all goes into the same. Yeah. I mean, I wish all gear was cheaper. Then I could actually get everything that right. I want for what I want to do. But it is what it is. Right. You make it. Yeah, work. yeah, so. yeah, for sure, for sure. So, where's been uh, your favorite place that you've ridden so far, either uh, racing or just riding? Um, I mean, I'd probably have to say riding motocross tracks in southern california which i only got to ride two just because we did a lot of other riding and and we did a lot of other like stuff uh around california but i rode apala and uh, milestone which are two like you know pretty much pretty famous tracks there's a there's a ton of just i mean there's like 12 like premier tracks just around la i mean 
it's it's amazing. I would have lo- I I want to go back there and just ride them all, but and I will one day. But um, yeah, probably those probably like those two tracks just because the just the the way that those tracks are laid out, the dirt I would have to say is I probably have to get, say like Alabama or Georgia has like the best dirt, but those tracks out there, what's cool about those is when you ride in Southern California, you see like I know people who are pro and uh know people who have been been pro and and raced pro races but out there you see like some of the biggest racers like some of the elite racers like just on a public track just out there practicing just like anybody else and you're riding with them it's kind of it's kind of crazy when you think about it I mean they do a lot of riding on private tracks but some of those public tracks out there are so good that they want to go practice on them and you know so does everyone else so um you know obviously they're in the faster class Plus, they're going to be on those tracks at some point, you know, racing. So, I mean, it kind of probably helps to be in that. Yeah, some of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for so. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll never forget, like, riding. And I was, you know, in the faster class with them out there, like, and just seeing some of those guys. Go, I, mean, I mean, they're going past me. Like, I'm go- like I'm standing still, and I'm, like, trying my heart out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's levels to it, just like everything. And. You know, I'm a, I'm a halfway decent rider, but, uh, yeah, those guys, man, they're, it's, it's freakish what they can do. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, same thing with like, uh, climbing is if there is a professional like out there, they're, they're usually, I mean, it's a wall, it's a wall in the middle of nature. It's not like, you know, anybody can go check out. And so I I've ran into a couple, they, they weren't really like super famous, but they're guys that I knew of and like, you know, followed and it's always kind of yeah. cool to see those guys that you just know can like crush it. And right. then you're out there kind of next to them climbing, like kind of close behind. It's like, it's all, it's all the same thing. So yeah, it's a great experience. Yeah. yeah and I'm sure like if, if motocross is anything like, or if, uh, if climbing is anything like motocross, like, which I I could see it being like the community is really, really tight. who does yeah. it just kind of, it's like one big family. Like if you meet somebody who, you know also rides motocross like you're just going to click instantly i'm sure it's the same with with climbing and then um i guess getting into maybe uh talking to people that might be interested in like getting into motocross or getting into riding uh what would you say uh what would you say some like the first steps that someone could take to start kind of dipping their toe in and getting into the community um i mean if definitely i mean you gotta like i like you like i said before i mean you gotta get gear obviously uh that just comes down to just buying you know just a helmet you know obviously you you usually want to get that stuff new uh sometimes used depending on like you know but you know helmet you yeah 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 it just depends and like you know a helmet or something if you if it's smashed like you know you can't you can't wear that but uh you know so you can budget yourself a little bit but um you know, get gear, get safe, get, get as, you know, good gear, safe gear. Um, you can buy bikes new, obviously they're, they're really expensive. The used bike route is, it's a tough one because, you know, these bikes, they're bought to be just thrashed basically. Yeah. And, you know, I take like meticulous care of my stuff and uh, like, I got a bike for sale right now that, you know, um, like I would, uh, 
it's a, it's a great bike and uh, would make a great bike for anybody. Um, but with a lot of, with a lot of bikes, you're just, you're looking at something that's unmaintained, uh, been, you know, not cleaned well, not, you know, treated well, however, whatever it may be. But, you know, you can usually get a decent bike between like two and three grand. Um, so get a used bike, get some good gear. And then from there on, you just really just start going to tracks, you know, and just, you just meet people. Uh, there's tracks like all over, um, not a ton of great ones around Cincinnati, but you know, if you're willing to drive like three hours, which I've done many times by myself on a Saturday or Sunday morning and drove back the next or the same day, um, (laughs) you know, you just go to tracks, you meet people, you know, you talk to people that you pit next to. That's, that's really how I just started meeting people. I mean, I didn't really know there was a kid that I, I grew up with, uh, sort of, um, that was around the West side that was, that actually grew up like as a motocross racer, like with that dad that, you know, really pushed him into it. But, um, he got out of it and, uh, but you know, I knew him, but other than that, I mean, I just really just met people just from going to rock, going to practices, going to races and you just kind of chains from there. Um, and everybody's really welcoming. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to get into once you really get the bike, you know, that's yeah. the big step is like getting the bike and you know, that's like the tool that you need. Um, you don't need anything special really, but you want something that's just safe really. Uh, so yeah. I'm sure it sounds like it's very much like a lot of the outdoor community where people are just, if you, if you're new, they're more than willing to help you out and, you know, and really watch someone. Cause I, I know personally, I've gotten a few people into climbing and watching coming now from that side, being at that point and getting someone else into, it's always so much fun because you see that light kind of click in their eyes at some point. And then it's like, uh oh, you're in trouble because you know they're about to drop a lot of money on gear and things. And yep. It's like <laughs> Yep. Yeah. It's always fun yeah, to totally. get, they get the to bug. that point where they're just into it because there there's plenty of people that have taken out that, you know, they come out, they enjoy it. But you get that one person that comes in, you just see that light click, you're like, You're in trouble. <laughs> you're about to go buy oh, all yeah. the gear and you're you're hooked already. So Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you say that actually, because I've I've gotten a couple friends on that basically like where like you know they rode they just like jumped on my bike and took it down the street and back and like oh my god I want one of these and uh (laughs) and you know uh yeah with some of my closest friends that I never would have thought uh like one of my good good buddies uh Nathan Held actually you might know him I did yeah he was in my grade yeah 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 he um yeah good friend of mine I mean we we hung out in high school a bunch and we're still good friends to this day um I got him into riding like you know in my early 20s and uh yeah he he got a bike he actually had two bikes he bought one sold it and got the other one he rode for a few years and he loved it man it just kind of got to the point where uh you know he was falling and you know getting hurt or or you know breaking the bike or something and it just wasn't practical he he's into yeah. a lot of other stuff too and i respect that and, um but yeah i mean we're still you know we see each other all the time yeah. great friends to this day uh he's taught me a lot how to golf so uh <laughs> and he made me a lot but much better golfer so i'm, I'm happy to have him around for that i'll teach him how to ride bikes (laughs) yeah the outdoor sports are one of those things that um splitting your time it's hard sometimes because i'm into like three or four different things and it's like you want to do them all all the time but it's so hard to choose where you want to spend your time so uh, it's 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 completely understand like some people get into it and they get really into it but they're splitting it between so many things that they end up going back to that thing that's just like their their kind of heart where their heart's at yeah (laughs) 
yeah so you know like you bring that up that that just makes me think of like so right now this year's been kind of a uh kind of a wild year for me it's kind of been a wild year for all of us to be honest but uh it's kind of been a it's it's been like a I mean, man, it's been a kind of a roller coaster. There's been some some highs and lows, no doubt. But uh, one of the highs was uh, that I, I recently, like back in June, I got into um, uh, like track riding, like road course riding. Yeah. So um, I never really was too much into street, like riding, you know, like sport bikes. Um, yeah. When I was 24, I got a bike. Uh, like not a, not anything fast, not anything too crazy, but just got a little street bike that uh, I rode around and, you know, went on some back roads with some people and did some commuting, but didn't do a lot of riding, but enough to, uh, you know, I don't know enough, but uh, yeah. <laughs> th- in June I got into track riding and I basically just took that bike that I had and took it on a track, like a, you know, road course, like a three mile, this one's a three mile road course that I rode and uh it's in it's in Bowling Green Kentucky so I I did that and and man like I'll be honest it it was it was kind of weird the first time I did it because well actually the first time I did it it rained all day so that was kind of a a crappy first time but even in the rain in my suit on that bike you know on you know street tires on on pavement i had so much fun yeah and uh dude i absolutely fell in love with it like (laughs) i mean i'll always be a motocross rider first and and a dirt bike rider first but i really really i really like it and i liked it i knew i'd like it but i didn't think i would love it and so i rode that i rode that same track on that same bike again uh, for a second time like a couple weeks later something like that and I jumped on a friend of mine's like track bike or what's called a, a super sport bike. Um, so it's just a, I mean, not to, you know, get too technical, but it's, it's basically just a faster, um, more nimble bike. It's, it, they're, they're made for, uh, yeah. they're, they're made for tracks. You know, they're the ones that you see go by like, ah, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and they're, but you know, on the street, honestly, man, they're, they're too much. And, and there's, it's unfortunate that so many people, you know, get on them and get hurt. Yeah but they're really meant for the track. So I jumped on one of those and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I got to get one of these. Cause the bike I was riding, like it was fun and I was pushing it like, but it just, it wasn't up for the task. I mean, I was absolutely riding that, riding the the shit out of that bike and um, it was fun, but yeah, I wanted something, just a, a, a tool for the job. Like, so once I rode that, I was like, man, I, I need to get one of these. So I ended up this past summer, um like within a one of my buddies was sending me deals all the time on track bikes the one who i rode his bike um it's actually his wife's bike another thing but (laughs) they they have uh they have a bunch of bikes but um i i uh he was sending me a bunch of deals and finally he sent me this one and it was a really good deal and i was like man i think i want to get this thing so i ended up after work one day on a friday I drove to just north, like half hour north of Atlanta by myself and, uh, and bought this bike. And, uh, it's a, it's a track bike. It's a Suzuki GSXR 600 and it's all set up for the track. And, um, so I got that and man, I've been doing that this summer. Uh, I'm actually going this weekend to South Carolina to ride and 
now I'm kind of like, I, I, I kind of brought up the whole thing is you, you were talking about splitting time. I'm at the yeah. point now where it's like, I do, you know, off-road riding, like, like trails, obviously yeah. motocross is, is my first love and, and we'll always love that. But now I'm doing, you know, the, the sport riding, bike stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not street riding cause it's only, it's all, it's all on a course, or, or, uh, but track. It, I meant track. Yeah. Riding. It's yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah, it's kind of confusing. You. It's like you're riding, you're riding like street bikes, but on they're the, not on, on the, the street. Track. Yeah. It's yeah, tracks. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. Um, so uh, I'm doing that now, and you know that that gobbles money up too, just like every other you know motorsport. But uh, I love it, and it's it's worth every bit. And oh, yeah. uh, so now I'm kind of like you know I did I, I raced last weekend uh, a uh, a cross country race. This weekend I'm going to South Carolina to to ride you know my sport bike. You know I'll try to get in some motocross next week, but it's like man I just want to do them all. But we only get <laughs> you know we only get two days on the weekend. So yeah. But um, and then I guess the last few things to kind of get into would just be I mean in, as in with every adventure sport we all run into injuries and um, working through those. So have have you ever had any injuries falling yet or anything like that that you've had to kind of work yeah and... <laughs> yeah actually um I'm kind of I probably should be icing I, I already iced it today once but um I actually last weekend I haven't had a DNF in a while uh I, di a, I didn't did I haven't not finished yeah. did not finish I yeah not DNF finish, yeah. yeah um I haven't had a DNF in a long time in any race but um man those cross-country races they're gnarly and I, uh, I was about, they're, like I said, they're really long. They're really yeah. strenuous. You go through so much. I mean, man, it's a, it's just an absolute marathon. And I was like a little over the, an hour into the race and I went to go for a pass on a guy like, and it was kind of forced. It was, I was going a little too quick and just grabbed a bit of front brake and uh, just washed the front wheel out and just slammed my shoulder on the ground. And man, honestly, I, I really kind of thought I broke my collarbone at first. That's like the most common, yeah. like, that is like the most common dirt bike injury, like motocross woods race. Like it's just so easy to do that and wrists. So, uh, makes sense. I, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you're just, you fall, you either want to like fall on your hand, you know, on your hand or with the, your hand out or the you collar just, bends, like, yeah. Paper mache, everyone breaks their collar. Band, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so. so I've been lucky to never break one of those, but anyway, so I ended up just bruising it. Like, I mean, I got full motion, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, you know, it's not broken. And it's actually surprisingly feeling really well. And what's funny is the when I first wrecked, you know, I didn't even really care about that race at that point. I was just like, man, are you, you know, are you fucking kidding me? And like, uh, I was so pissed. Luckily, I was at a, I would, these these loops are like, you know, it's like an eight mile yeah. loop, so you could be back in the middle of the woods and get like fall and be, you know, can't ride your bike yeah. out. Um, but luckily, I was pretty close to where I was pitted, so I I could and I was able to ride away. Um, but I knew like, I couldn't, I couldn't rather finish my race. So I, I was bummed about that. But honestly, I was just thinking like, man, I hope I can ride Carolina motorsports park weeks, next yeah. weekend, next weekend, next you know, weekend, this yeah. week. Yeah. I'm like, man, I hope I, cause you know, but it, it was really, it was really swole. It hurt really bad, but it's actually, um, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, other than that though, like dealing with that right now, I was pretty good before that, but I've broken, you know, over the years I've, uh, broken both my wrists. I broke my left one twice. Uh, I broke my leg. Um, I broke my hand. Was that all um, motocross? Dislocate. Yeah, all motocross. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent motocross. It, it's man, it's unfairly easy to get hurt on those things. Like, I mean, it's a lot of power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's crazy is like, what's crazy is I've like, 
um, you know, I've had like some hellacious crashes where like, you know, I went over the bars on like a big triple jump and, you know, just walked away from it. You know what I mean? And it just, you know, got thrown into some soft mud or just fell a certain way, rolled and tumbled where I didn't, you know, cause it's not the fall, it's the stop, you know, yeah, exactly. that, that hurt. And, uh, and, and then, and then I've had times where I just, you know, just fell over in a corner, dislocated my shoulder. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's just crazy how like that can happen where you can just, you know, go flying and, and tumble and you can get messed up too, but you could also be fine, but then you yeah. could just fall. But I mean, I've seen guys, I mean, it's, it's a violent sport to be honest with you. Like, I mean, racing particularly, I mean, is, I mean, it, I can't quite describe it, but you know, you got 40 guys or up to, you know, 40 guys on a gate going into a corner that's, you know, a third of that size, you know, it's not going to fit all 40 guys yeah. side by side. And, and, um, you know, I've seen guys get run over. Um, I, you know, I don't know anybody personally who's died, but I know people know of riders who have died or, you know, been put in wheelchairs, um, for the rest of their life. And that, that's one of the, uh, really, that's one of the really big heartbreaks of the sport is just the injuries. I mean, that comes along with all kinds of injury or all kinds of sports, but yeah. man, with motocross, I mean, what we're doing out there, it's, I mean, you just can't, you can't deny it. it's, it's just incredibly dangerous. Like, and yeah. you know, we don't like the riders, we don't think about that stuff, but we know that the reality of it, we know that there's always that, that chance that, you know, you could literally not get off that track and uh you know that could be your last ride but you don't think of that stuff you know you obviously obviously you know you have fun with it and you just yeah. try to be safe I honestly used to get hurt a lot more I'm not saying I can't now but when I was in my early 20s I was just always trying to you know hold it wide open everywhere and just you know trying to give it everything I had sometimes even if it was just practice and yeah I kind of learned that you know I still push myself but I kind of learned that it's it's always better to just be a smarter rider and and just kind of maybe you know, instead of giving it that 99%, give it, you know, 95%, you know, and that can be the difference. Uh, so, um, you know, I've learned to be smarter and kind of just being, just being an overall smarter rider. I mean, that, that there's a lot to say about motocross racers. Like there's guys that kind of are willing to risk a little more and there's guys that are, you know, maybe, uh, it's not really worth it. And I mean, uh, you know, I give it my all on race day and, and I definitely push myself, but I'm not out there, you know, making millions you know yeah. <laughs> riding a dirt bike i gotta go to work on monday and yeah. you know so yeah um yeah and injuries are one of those things that it and i knew and in, in like especially motorsports i mean you're you have the however heavy the bikes are and you're yeah like you say going into the corners and everything's motorized versus you know skiing and all those kinds of things. like you can still get hurt but i feel like it's less like yeah you're you're gonna hit the ground really hard off a jump but it's not gonna be like okay, you hit the ground now, you have 20 bikes coming behind you, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, also, if you wreck on a bike, you also, you're falling not just with yourself, but you have a 250 pound or whatever you said the weight is of that yeah. bike falling yeah, with yeah. you, and if it rolls the wrong way, it can, because I remember it wasn't too long ago, it's not motocross, but uh, it was the X Games, or was it the Olympics, where that uh, snowmobiler died. Uh, from oh, the, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 same same basic concept i mean it's yeah it's uh those are even heavier i'm sure i don't know what they do weigh but i know they're heavier they're heavier yeah 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 i mean that's a massive chunk of metal no doubt um yeah and they're making them lighter 
bike slider, but I mean, it, you know, you you're talking about so shaving pounds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're shaving pounds off of, of them. They're not, you know, they're not going to get much lighter than they are. Um, and yeah, like those bikes, I mean, you know, the, the, the jumps and just the, when you just think about like what you're doing, it's like, man, like this could, this could go horribly wrong. Like, um, and, and that's just practice. I mean, racing man is a total, it, a lot of people call it like, um, controlled chaos. I mean, it is like, if you just look at, you know, not even just any of my races, I have some, some pretty good, like, uh, pretty big starts, but like any pro race, basically any pro outdoor, like motocross race or supercross, but, uh, motocross, there's 40 guys. And, uh, you know, they're all go going for it. And it's just, it, it just, just look up any video and it's like, holy crap. Like these guys are, you know, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just wild to see. And that was just something I always saw as a kid. And I'm like, man, that looks like so much fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's all crazy. Dude. Yeah. Um, and then moving on from the injuries, uh, the last things really, um, just, uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh yeah, training. Um, so obviously outdoor then like and any of these high sports where you're pushing your body to the limit uh there's what what kind of extra training do you do on the outside to kind of prepare your body for going through the races or all of that kind of stuff or is most of it just on track riding um i mean there's really nothing that can like mimic that real like riding experience i mean yeah you know when you're riding you're you're using like every muscle in your body um and there's really nothing that can like mimic that per se but um i mean i i do have a road bike although it doesn't get much it hasn't gotten love in a little while uh but um i'd like to get into riding that i mean i go to the gym uh you know work on pretty much everything i try to you know I try to do a lot of endurance stuff, but I find myself like just, you know, hitting weights more. Um, but really endurance is the big thing in motocross. Like, you know, so I, I had said before that my, my races are 10 minutes, like give or give or take, um, you know, the pros are 30 minutes plus two laps, like 35 minutes. And it's, uh, I mean, I can't even imagine doing that for, for that long. I mean, it's, but, uh, when I, if I do do any endurance stuff, like I'll like, you know, jog a mile, then like sprint half a mile, you know, and like after the mile. And, um, you know, it just, endurance is really big. Like just working on your, your breathing, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, your heart, I mean, I don't, I've never measured my heart rate, but like, you know, a lot of the pros, they measure theirs for, for all kinds of reasons. And, you know, they're running like anywhere Maxed from out. 180 to 200, <laughs> yeah, 180 to 200. Heart. Yeah. <laughs> for 35 minutes potentially like it, yeah. it's it's insane you know and i'm probably running close to that for 10 and man like when i'm done with a motocross race like it feels like you just got everything pulled out of you like I think I it's saw, insane i think i got i think i remember seeing that and why i knew this was from that sports science on sports center when they uh, i think yeah. they did a uh motocross one and I think they because I remember them talking about like them being maxed out on like their because that's your max heart rate that's like you're sprinting that's like yeah yeah sprinting it's like anaerobic for, yeah. yeah so it's not even like you're doing like a, a run for like like it's not like a marathon because a marathon you your heart rate's not maxed out it's right uh it, with no it's a sprint <laughs> like, it's, it's like sprinting for 30 minutes or 10 minutes or however long you're doing yeah that, and it's the whole yeah time. it it's really is which is that's crazy. the only thing I could can could yeah. can consider it and even like sprinting like you know I feel like I can sprint 10 minutes but like I'm not, you, it'd be like sprinting 10 minutes and like 
holding like 10, 10 pound dumbbells in your hand and, and doing this or something, you know, some, throwing some other kind of like, you know, rigorous activity into it. That's almost what it would, it would be like if you were to, but um, yeah, also, I've actually, I've, keep your mental game on point too with. Yeah. That. So it's all. Yeah. Like you're, you're thinking, you know, you're thinking the whole time, but it's, it's kind of weird. You're almost like in another state of mind um, when you're out there, especially racing. It's, it's, it's really almost indescribable, man. Um, but it's, it's a crazy feeling, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've also seen like some of the different like sports science and like just different studies they've done. And yeah, like a lot of, uh, people in a lot of studies have shown that motocross to be one of the, if not the most physically demanding sport in the world, like everybody that does it knows that. And, and then there's obviously a ton of people that, you know, are they considering it? in their study as a sport because if you just took like soccer basketball baseball well you know that that's not it's not in but if you took if you take all you know uh climbing you know yeah uh rowing you know i mean skiing like if you take all everything mma you know like mma is up there motocross is same with motocross fighting sports all fighting sports are way up there with it but yeah, think, yeah, that's the I only think that maxes out. I, I don't think they're maxed out the whole time. I think their average is like 160, 170, which is it's slightly yeah. lower than the because I do remember them saying the whole time you're maxed out at that, like you said, that one that 180 to 200 range where it's just your, your yep. heart's literally at the max speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wrestled and I, and I can compare to that slightly. Um, I mean, obviously, we're not punching and all that. So like the closest sport I would consider it to from a physical standpoint would be like MMA, Uh, you know, but even mixed martial arts, like you would have to basically from like start to finish, like, you know, if you were fighting, like just banging it out, start to finish, that would be the equivalent, you know, but obviously they're like, there's the whole time instead of, yeah, yeah. Or grappling or just, yeah. yeah, Whereas, you know, they, they kind of stand up, they kind of catch the, you know, they're going, then they go into it, then they, you know, stand and there's just a lot of, same with boxing, you know, there's a lot of pauses in motocross there is none of that you know there's no timeouts there's no once that gate drops it's it's on and uh yeah dude it's a gnarly sport i mean you know the people that know it they know it and uh, a lot of people can appreciate it but a lot of people just have no clue like uh and it's a cool thing to be a part of yeah that's awesome um i think that's pretty much everything that i have question wise is there anything else that you kind of want to throw on top of it anything else you want to add on to possibly people listening uh, if they might want to get into no. it or anything else pretty much um, no i mean i I'd, I'd like to see the the sport to continue and grow i mean it's uh it's a great sport to get into it really just all just any any sort of motorcycle uh riding yeah. not even necessarily motocross in particular but um yeah like getting out there and doing it it's uh it's done a lot for me and, and it's done a lot for me like mentally honestly it uh does it, it does so much for me like just yeah getting me through life you know i'm sure you yeah. can say the same about what you do oh uh, yeah the the sport i even though it's hard i mean there, there's a bunch of those moments where it's just you and you kind of get lost in the uh, yeah I guess skiing would be the closest thing when it comes to that like hyper like focus and especially mm-hmm. if you're skiing like non-stop down like multiple thousand vertical feet by the end you're you're blasted i mean you're breathing hard that's yeah the closest that i i would say that i i I'll get to that nonstop energy use. And, but when, when you're going fast on skis, there's that like hyper focus that you kind of get, mm-hmm. like you're zooming by trees, you're going down this massive hill and you know, if yeah. you wreck, like 
if you're wrecking in like a glade going that fast, you're probably going to hit a tree and it's not going to end well, <laughs> but. So right. Yeah. You know, the feeling that, that is a, that it, which I yeah. guess like, yeah. And, and climbing is kind of a little more like slow it's, and technical and kind of. Even though you're. Yeah. Yeah. Zen would be, working, yeah. Even though you're working really hard, you, it's a totally different mentality from skiing. Yeah. So yeah. skiing's more that high energy everything's moving fast where climbing you want everything to be slow precise even though both you're using your whole body and you're exerting a lot of energy the climbing's a lot more zen yeah yeah because it's just kind of you in the wall it's it's a different you kind of lose your mind in a different way it, it's right it's kind of hard to explain unless you've done it before but dude yeah for sure i'd yeah. totally like to check that out sometime yeah um, and then I'm sure if anybody has any questions, I'm going to throw up your uh, Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. If anybody, if anybody wants ever to... wants to reach out to me, like, yeah. you know, just any questions. I mean, I'm not like a total motocross like guru, uh, but I'm pretty, pretty hard into it and pretty. Uh, yeah, I know. I know quite a bit about the, the, the sport and just about motorcycles in general. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty approachable. So, yeah. Awesome. Anything. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I was very happy yeah. to talk to you, learn a lot more, learned a lot about the sport that I had no idea about. So that was awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm glad to share it. Well, thanks for coming on and thank you guys for tuning in and I will see everyone else on the next episode.